A recent Gallup poll survey of 30,000 U.S. employees found great news. Employee engagement is up higher than it's ever been at a whopping 34%. Wait a second. That means over half of employees feel they're disengaged in their work. This is surprising to me, so I found another study to help explain. July 2016, the Corporate Culture Chasm study questioned 1,200 respondents and found that managers typically have a more positive view of their culture than did their employees. Hey, it's Matt, and you're listening to the Math Boss Mashup. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the MathFost Mashup. I'm so thankful and deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me here today as we talk about 10 obstacles your teachers face and 10 traits to tackle those obstacles. We began part one of this series last week and this week I'm going to bring to you obstacles number six through ten. We're following a special format where I share a teacher's feelings, what a teacher says, the obstacles they face, and the trait needed to tackle that obstacle. Let's jump right into it. The teacher feels trapped. After three to six years, The teacher says, I need to find something else. She hasn't lost her passion. He still loves to teach. The obstacle here is upward mobility. Public education holds a monopoly on geographical regions. In most areas, there's really no competition for talent because school districts are geographically based. And within the district, there are usually only two routes to move upward in a career, administration or instructional coaching. The trait needed is mentorship. Filling the role of a mentor for teachers is critical to building capacity in teachers and in supporting their career development create opportunities for both informal mentorships and formal mentorships on your campus. Seek strengths, find talents, develop relationships that thrive on honest feedback and trusting support. There's a strong element of reciprocity at work here. The more you invest in your people, the more they'll feel compelled to give back to the school that you lead, to the district you represent. The teacher feels leadership decisions get in the way of the real work. Teacher says, just leave us alone so we can do our jobs. The obstacle here is perceived disconnect. This feeling is strongly rooted 
in the belief that your decisions as the leader are not aligned to any real plan. Teachers do not see the positive results in their students from the decisions you make as a school leader. That might be hard to hear, but the teachers likely feel that your decisions take time away, effort away from the real work of the school. They perceive that you're disconnected to the challenges and the realities of the classroom. Maybe they believe you're smart or talented in what you do, but that has nothing to do with the minute-by-minute -minute realities that impact their students. The trait needed to tackle this obstacle is strategic alignment. We talk about curriculum alignment to no end. The work of Fenwick English is embedded throughout our educational DNA. But what about alignment in our strategy and vision? It's at this point that the strategy nerds gear up for the war and head to the computers, PowerPoints, Word docs, spreadsheets at the ready. Strategy plans, strategic plans, improvement plans, but I'm not talking about fancy documents. I'm talking about the shared vision that is so deeply aligned to a clear strategy, an overarching 3, 6, 12, and 36-month plan that's easy to remember, simple to implement. It's clear and present within every decision. If we expect classroom decisions to be strategic and well-aligned, how much more should we expect leadership decisions? Today's episode is brought to you by Principal Tribe. Principal Tribe is the place where principals connect. Connect to the latest trends in education, connect to each other. At Principal Tribe, we publish, create, and support principals to make better schools. To get started, visit principaltribe.org. Obstacle number eight. Has the teachers feeling alone in the challenges they face? The teacher says they don't understand what we're facing in the classroom. The obstacle here is support. Teachers really face overwhelming challenges and not just a single type of challenge, but they face a dynamic range of students in the classroom that it can just be overwhelming at times. Not just the academic needs, but the social, emotional learning needs of the students are real and present. And teachers often feel alone in this struggle that everything is on their shoulder, especially when you're not visibly engaged as the school leader throughout the day. So the trait is empathy. Empathy is not a feeling. 
it is being engaged with your people so that you demonstrate an understanding of their perspectives and of their work. What are your teacher's major pain points? That's the pressing question for empathy. What is it that the teachers are struggling with? Not in terms of their own development or learning, but in terms of what can you take away that would open up their productivity? What are their pain points and how can you seek to solve them? That doesn't mean you have to be the seagull that swoops down to provide the solutions, but you do need to lead the way. Take time to learn the challenges your teachers face, then be visible in leading towards the solutions. The teachers feel you're in it for the promotion. The teacher says they just put on a show for the superintendent. All they know how to do is play politics. The obstacle here is sabotage, both your own career and the efforts of those who work with you. This is a big one. It may not show up as frequently as the other obstacles, but it is certainly among the most devastating, especially to the work of teachers. It works in two ways, both managing up and managing down. When managing up, you might be perceived as a self-promoter, looking out only for your own interests. When managing down, you might be perceived as a silo maker, pushing one team to perform better than another, comparing scores and pitting one team in the school against another, or even pitting your own school against other schools within your same district or region, all in an effort so that things look good, quote, under your watch. So the trait to tackle this obstacle is collaboration. Being a collaborative leader means you're not afraid to co-labor with your teams and with teams among other campuses. Your sense of goodwill and determination are not confused with self-promotion or destructive competition. Collaboration shows that you see the big picture and you know there's real work to do to attain the goals of your school. It's about work, not talk, co-labor, not co-blabber. Obstacle 10 is not unique. You probably know it very well. The teacher feels another change, another pendulum swing. The teacher says, this too shall pass. Let's keep doing what we've always done. Of course, they say that secretly, quietly in the teacher's lounge. The obstacle here is hard-earned and well-deserved teacher cynicism. Of course, cynicism keeps the status quo. But this cynicism is well-earned through countless cycles 
of leadership turnover and strategy turnover. Leadership is a breeze. It blows in every direction, stirs up a little dust, and then moves on to the next idea. But the next never seems to be much better than the last. So, teachers keep their ruts, constantly driving in the same path. After all, consistent action always outperforms a better but inconsistent action. So there actually is a good intent behind cynicism. The trait to overcome this obstacle is decisiveness. Make decisions and stand by them. Even if it means you pay the price. Anything else is simply self-preservation. Decisiveness is not impulsiveness. It's actually the opposite. You may not have all the information needed to be 100% sure about a course of action, but that's not leadership. That's obvious decisions. Leadership is making a tough decision based on a shared vision and consistent strategy. These two together will always outperform ever-changing great ideas the epitome of indecisiveness. Make a decision and then plan your go, no-go dates to reset the decisions if needed. Systematically implement A-B testing. These two strategies, the go, no-go date and A-B testing together will provide the flexibility you need to maintain a consistent decision yet adjust based on ongoing feedback. I hope you enjoyed the two-part series on the 10 obstacles that teachers face and 10 leadership traits to tackle them. If you didn't listen to part one, it was in last week's episode, and I invite you to take a listen. If you'd like to have access to the studies that I cited in this episode, you can access them at mafost.com slash mashup. M-A-F-O-S-T dot com slash mashup. If you enjoyed this episode, you would do me a great favor if you passed it along, left a review, or subscribed in whatever podcast app you use to listen. Now let's go out there and make an impact.